Growing a successful design business is hard work. There's so much to do and so little time to get it all done, not to mention the actual design work. The good news is that we are here to help. I'm Krista, the WordPress developer and website strategist from KristaRay.co. And I'm Corey, the designer and creative coach from CoreyWoodard.com. In the Get Back to Design podcast, we're going to share strategies and tools to help streamline and grow your design business, ditch the code and anything else you don't love, and well, get back to design. Grab a cup of coffee, open that Illustrator file you've been working on, and let's dive in. We've talked a lot about using your client's goals to design a website that gets them results, but I realized as I was outlining a different episode this morning that we haven't actually talked about how to uncover what those goals actually are. So we're just like, okay, guys, figure it out, or okay, read some of Krista's blog posts that are buried, you know, 20 pages back on our blog or something. So it doesn't surprise me that I've started seeing questions coming about how to discover a client's goals in the first place, um, especially when newer business owners that I know a lot of our listeners work with don't know how to find them go- find their goals themselves. So today we're going to talk about how to get what you need out of your clients to decide what the goals of their website should be, and then a few quick tips f- to help you put them into action, and we'll point you to a couple ep- other episodes as well. I'm really glad that you brought up this episode and that we're talking about this because as I was going over your outline, I literally was like, this is old school (laughs) information that I feel like I already know and I've heard you talk about a lot, but it's because I have been following you since you were talking about all this like foundation work. Mm -hmm. And I do think that... It is this foundation work that is so important and can lead into these really strategic and amazing websites. So I'm glad that we're digging into this today, even if to you it may feel like it's boring and too foundation. It's kind of like pulling teeth, but hopefully it will be helpful. (laughs) So let's start with where this big struggle comes in and why, why I think this question comes up so much. Like, why people need help figuring out their clients' goals. And I think the biggest problem is that a lot of clients don't know what their goals are, and you guys as designers are not like trained to dig goals out of people. Like that's not why you got started in design. You wanted to design pretty things, and now you have all these extra jobs. But clients usually think either super vague or super high level. So either they say their goal for the website is to have an online presence, or it's to make a full-time income. Like, K, that's great, but that helps you 0% like with designing a strategic website. So it's up to you to decide whether you're going to just go with those things or do a little digging. But through the rest of this episode, we're going to assume that you're willing to do a little more digging. It's nice and easy. But the best ways to get this information, I have a couple different ways. And like I said, they're easy. The first one is with a questionnaire. And I want you to incorporate these questions with something you're already sending. You do not need to send your client an extra questionnaire with all this stuff. But ask questions in a couple of different ways to get your clients thinking. So don't just ask, you know, one question about their goals and hope they figure it out and know enough. Having, you know, things worded in a couple different ways will help get them thinking deeper about it. 
Also avoid giving examples if you can stand it because this leads clients to be way more likely to just use the examples you gave. They're like, oh yeah, getting email opt-in sounds great. I don't know how that helps my business, but that's what I want now. So unless you work with like a really specific kind of business and you know what their goals usually should be, I would encourage you to at least try um, avoiding examples in your questions. I totally agree here. And this is coming from someone who... Um, has experienced this thing where clients steal your examples, Mm -hmm. even in like this kind of planning questionnaire that I used to send where it was like, okay, what pages do you want in your navigation? And I would be like, example, home, about, services, contact. And they would literally like copy and paste. And I'm like, you don't even have any services. So (laughs) wait a second. So yeah, I think that's the easy route. And sometimes if they're not really sure what to say, they're like, I don't really know. They are just going to take your examples. And like you said, they'll be like, I don't know how this is helpful to me, but sure. Yeah, this sounds good. So yeah, I definitely agree with you. Avoid giving examples. Make them work for it. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, make them work. You're doing enough work. Um, Along with a questionnaire, you can also move over to a phone call. And this can be totally optional for you. You can either, you know, have it as part of your process all the time, or you can use it as backup if the questionnaire doesn't get all the information you need. Calls can be really, really beneficial because in those, you're there live with your client. You can ask follow-up questions in real time. You can tell if they're not sure about something, like you can hear it in their voice or see it if you're on video. And you can really help them think deeper with, you know, the instant back and forth you can give each other than they would think if you, if they were like rushing to get a questionnaire done, you know, before they go eat supper or something like that. Um, along, you know, along with that, you can also give them guidance. So if they're saying, oh, I'm thinking that one of my goals is this, but you know, just kind of based on your, you know, online experience, so that wouldn't be great. You can tell them, okay, I don't think that's so great, but maybe give them an example of something that could be better. Like if they're struggling, you will be there to help them out. We're in a questionnaire. They're just going to kind of wing it if they don't know what they're talking about. Yeah, I think this is a really good point. And it is going to help you get really good questions if you can make that call part of your process. I know that we've talked about having calls in several episodes and it's like, it doesn't sound fun. It takes time out of your day, but it can be really beneficial if you at least put it at the beginning of your process. So you're not doing them all the time, but it's helping you get the right information that you really do need before you get started on their project. For sure. And I'm going to, a little later on here, I'm going to give specific questions I suggest asking. But first, I want to go over the structure of how I view effective goals. So those questions will make more sense first. So let's dive into that. Um, But there are like a lot of different goals people have with an online business overall, like goals for their blog, goals for how much money they make, goals for connections they make, like all different things. But for this, we are considering how their website specifically can benefit them. So we don't care what they want to do with their email list once they have it or how they plan to use their social media accounts, at least right now. We're focusing on things like, okay, how can our website help with those things? So I want you to always start with your client's big goal. Um, Earlier, we mentioned that a lot of clients are going to give really high-level goals or things that are vague. For the most part, we don't want that, but right in the beginning, we actually do. 
So we want to know why they want a website and what the more tangible goals need to help them accomplish. So these are things like building a coaching business or growing an online shop to leave a full-time job. Like those aren't helpful when you're trying to build a website around it, but it's helpful when you're trying to dig in and find the goals that will be helpful to you. So that's what the point of this is. Um, Corey, I gave a couple examples. Do you have any other big goals you can think of that past clients have had? Because I have worked with um, several lifestyle bloggers who kind of do the whole sponsorship, sponsored post thing, Mm -hmm. um, I know one thing that a lot of bloggers specifically have wanted, um, their like big goal is to start partnering with brands. So it's like, Mm -hmm. I have this blog right now, but I eventually want to start working with these big brands so I can do sponsored posts and make money and that kind of thing. So that would be one of the biggest... Um, kind of like you said, vague goals that I can think of. Yeah, I would defy that one. Um, so like I said, with these things, we can't directly translate them into website features, but we can break them down into smaller steps, which is exactly what we want to do. And so these ones are the goals your clients have to decide for themselves, actually. So like I said before, we can help out in some places, but we can't really help them out here. We can't help them decide that they want to grow a coaching business or that they want to partner with brands. This part is all them. But this next step where we start breaking those big goals down is where you know we can jump in and help if they need it. Um, so here's where we get those smaller goals that actually translate into website features nice and easily for the most part. So to do this, you want to take their bigger goals and help them come up with two or three smaller goals that all work together to reach that big one. Sometimes they're going to tell you what these are specifically and the questions we'll get to. Sometimes, you know, you're going to know, okay, this specific thing is going to be really good for them. We're going to work work towards this. Um, But they should all be goals that can have consistent progress made towards them. So in the example of growing an online shop that I gave, like to a certain income level, a few good supporting goals would be growing an email list because this way they can make contact with past customers and people who are interested in what they have at any time. So growing an email list is great. Um, things like growing an Instagram account. It's a great way to show off project or products, stay connected with people, connect with new people. Again, we don't care what they're going to do on Instagram. Our goal is to help them grow that account because it can help their business. Um, helping, the, helping people see the value in their products is another um, smaller level goal because this is going to help them build trust and excitement around their products, leading people to buy. And we'll go into what you can do with these things in a minute, but I'm sure you can already see that you can support something like growing an email list or growing an Instagram account on a website much easier than you can support something like growing an online shop or partnering with brands. These things are like more tangible when you think about the website itself. Oh, definitely. I think the Instagram account is a perfect example of going off of um, what I was talking about of partnering with Mm -hmm. brands. I can totally see how people would be like, I have no clue how I, the designer, am supposed to help you with that. But growing their social media is one way where they can, you know, eventually work up to that point. So it is important to keep those things in mind. And this, I think, is one place where your clients might also not know what these goals are either. So they know what they want to do, but they don't really know how to get there. And this is where you can kind of help guide them and even educate them a little bit on how certain things can help them accomplish this big thing that they want to do with their blog or website. 
Yeah, I totally agree. And we need to do an episode sometime on like presenting designs to your client because I feel like we talk about it all the time. But like when Corey's saying you can help them and kind of teach them a little bit, you don't need to like go crazy and make a course for them. Seriously, in your design presentation, say, hey, I focused on these things because it's going to help you reach this goal in this way. Done. Like they get it. Okay. They just need to understand what you're doing and you know how it's helping them. You don't need to I don't know, beat it into their minds. But with the questions we'll get to shortly, you'll see how some of these will, they'll tell you exactly, then there will be a little room for you to play around just kind of based on your experience. But one more thing I want to note here about goals is we don't want these smaller, what I call supporting goals to conflict with each other. So the simplest example I could think of is both growing Instagram and Twitter. You know, they're both doing the same thing. They're trying to get people to go click over somewhere and follow. Like if there's something that conflicts like that, encourage your client to focus on one at a time and kind of switch back and forth and see which one benefits them the most. We don't want to be like drawing people's attention in too many different directions. So have them just start with the one that they think will be most beneficial. If it's not doing everything they think, they can um, switch it around. But making sure things don't conflict with each other will give them the best results possible. Yeah, and I know we have talked about this in past episodes before too, but I feel like this is where a lot of um, of our clients go wrong with their websites, and it's where we can step in and help them create these really strategic areas on their website because, like we've talked about, we had a recent client who wanted everything in the kitchen mm-hmm. sink in their sidebar, and we knew that that wasn't going to be very beneficial to them, and we had to educate them a little bit on it. At the end of the day, they decided to put everything in the kitchen <laughs> sink in the sidebar, but at least it is important to kind of let them know how these goals may affect each other. You know, if you're trying to work towards growing Instagram, growing Twitter, Pinterest, getting people to click over and watch a video and all this other stuff all in the same place. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the the best you can do is educate and try. And at the end of the day, sometimes we just have to give up and smile and nod and make pretty things. Yep. But let's move into the actual questions you can ask now. So the key to getting all of this is seriously just asking the right questions to dig the information out of your clients. It doesn't have to be this big, long, drawn out process. Like we talked about, a questionnaire, a really quick call, that's all you need. And then you can take it from there and put it into the project. But I have a few examples of questions now. Like we said with examples that we give clients, don't let this like limit what kinds of questions you ask, but use it as kind of inspiration for the things you want your clients thinking about when you're trying to get goals out of them. So first I would say ask something like, what's the main goal of your website and why do you want a website in the first place? So this type of question is meant to get that big kind of high level goal out of them, why they have a website in the first place. Um, So that's where they will say things like, well, I have a coaching business I want to grow or I need an online presence, which that one is not helpful, but it gives you something to go off of to ask follow up questions. So that's the first thing I think you should ask. Um, Next is what is the one thing you want someone to do the first time they view your website? So more experienced clients are going to understand that here they should say something like opt into an email list or something like that. And with that, you will know exactly what the main supporting goal is that you should focus on and optimize the website for. 
if they say something like, you know, I want them to purchase a product, it's like, well, yeah, I want someone to purchase a product the first time they're on my website too, but that's not how it works. That's when you're going to have to do some more digging, maybe some educating and see what action they actually want people to take the first time. But still, even if they do answer it incorrectly, it still helps you learn more about that bigger goal. So it's not like a total loss if they get that wrong. Well, and I think too, even if they do say they want someone to purchase a product, you know, the very first time they land on your website, it can still inform you of different things that you can do that would lead someone to want to purchase a product. So even if you can't get your client to dig deeper or see past that, because like we just said, sometimes clients are really stubborn and they think they know exactly what people are doing on their website, you can still make an educated decision in your designs of, okay, well, from the homepage, what can I put on here that is going to lead this potential customer to like this person in this shop enough to want to actually Mm -hmm. purchase? Even if it's not the first time, maybe the second time they land (laughs) on the site. (laughs) Yes, very good point. Uh, The last question I have here is, what does the journey of a typical client or customer look like? How do they find you? What makes them decide to make a purchase? So again, if you're working with someone brand new, they're not going to have a clue. They might guess. You'll probably be able to tell when they guess. Um, But if you have someone who, you know, they've been in business, they've had a website before, you could get some really, really good stuff here. So for example, if a client knows that they typically make sales through like running flash sales on Instagram, you know that one of their supporting goals absolutely has to be to grow their Instagram account. Or if they are, you know, making sales by booking high price services from sending emails or running webinars, you know that big supporting goal has to be to build an email list. So if they know kind of what their typical journey for a client or customer looks like, you can learn a lot from that and apply it directly to your designs. But if these questions don't get the information you need or enough to help you kind of, you know, make the decision for them, that's when I would suggest getting on a call if it's not normally a part of your process. Like Corey said earlier, I know it's not always fun, but it is less fun to, you know, design a website that does nothing or have to just guess and struggle through a project. So it can be worth getting on a call in that case. Yeah, I can totally see it being a lot less frustrating and taking a lot less time to just jump on a call than it would to guess and just go with whatever your your gut says. Mm-hmm. And then you send the design and they're like, no, none of this works. Mm-hmm. I need 15 revisions. Yeah, then suddenly they know everything. <laughs> All yeah, <goals>. exactly. <laughs> now I know exactly what I want everywhere on my website. Uh-huh. That's funny how that works. designing a strategic website that gets your clients results and turns around to benefit your own business is no small feat it's an all-new process and way of thinking that needs to be added to your design projects and it can take years to figure out how it all works but i've got a way for you to speed up the process design your own pixel perfect production is a workbook and ebook combo to lead you through every step of the process including improving your own website getting your clients real results through a perfectly strategic design and knowing the questions to ask before and after the project to be able to have real results to compare if you're ready to learn the exact steps you need to craft a strategic website implement it flawlessly and see results in your own business 
head over to getbacktodesign.co slash strategy workbook to learn more and use the code getbacktodesign for $10 off your copy. After that, prepare to take action and see happier clients, better testimonials, more referrals, and those higher paying clients you've been waiting for. But now let's get into actually putting these goals into action. So now that you have, you know, you know how to dig up those actual goals that your client should have for their website, it's time to use them. So we really could take a deep dive into every single part of the website, and I've done that before, but for now, I will give you some really quick tips to help you get started. But if you do want a more detailed example right away, you can check out episode 38, where we talked about designing an effective homepage, and we're also going to have a website coming up soon about designing effective sidebars and footers to kind of help you see how these goals can apply to specific areas. But the biggest overall tip I can give you is to keep the supporting goals you find in mind for every single decision you make in the design. So if you have to put it on a sticky note or have reminders in your design files or add check-in steps to your design process to make sure you're not forgetting about their goals partway through, because I think that would be easy to do. But if every decision you make is based around those goals you found, a lot of the design work is going to come naturally. You're not going to have to put a ton of effort into making the strategic site because you're just going to kind of be led that way naturally. Yeah, and I think it's good to point out here that if you're not used to doing really strategic websites and kind of thinking about your client's goals as you're designing, it is a good idea to add these check-in steps. Um, you know, even if it's somewhere where your client is never going to see it to make sure that you are kind of going back to what they said and putting that stuff into their design. And then the more experience you get with creating these strategic websites, you are, you know, like you were just saying, Krista, you're not even going to have to think about it. It's just going to come naturally. Yeah, exactly. Um, the next thing you want to do is to make sure every page or at least major part of the website supports at least one of those supporting goals you found. So for example, in episode 38, we talked about how the homepage needs to encourage visitors to take, you know, whatever action is most important to your client. So for example, um, if their biggest goal is to grow their email list, you want to make sure you have an email opt-in maybe in the footer. If they want to grow an Instagram following, maybe an Instagram widget in the sidebar. If they need to prove the need for like their products that they sell, something like related posts at the end of their blog posts and really strategic navigation throughout the site to keep people moving around and seeing things can help with that. So just making sure that, you know, they're not going to land somewhere on a website without one of those goals being supported because if they do, you know, that part of the website is honestly just kind of worthless. So just make sure you are hitting those different goals in different areas. And last, don't let distractions sneak in. So if you have found that you added something to the design that doesn't support one of those goals, really evaluate whether that needs to stay there or if it should be replaced with something else. And sometimes this happens because our clients say, hey, we, I want this here. And like we, Corey and I said before, try to educate them if that happens. Say, hey, I know you want this. I think, you know, this could be better instead. Try to explain it. If they say no, put it there, then okay, that's all you can do. Um, but at least you've asked and you know you've tried. So make sure you're not adding distractions and do your best to make sure your client isn't sneaking them in there as well. 
But I could I could honestly talk for hours about how to put your goals into action on different areas of the website, but I'm going to leave you with those quick tips for now, and I'm sure we will have episodes coming up that help out. Um, I do want to add here something I was just thinking about that kind of goes over this whole entire episode. And I can totally imagine that there are people who are getting to the end of this and they're thinking, this is too much. Like, I don't know why I care about this. I don't get why I should spend so much time figuring out their goals and like doing all this work. But, um, like I said, something that I was just thinking about is when you can take the time to really help your client be strategic and grow their business, it is going to help them see results. And this in turn is going to help you be able to raise your prices Mm -hmm. so that you can make more money in the long run, because it's going to make people want to keep coming back to you, refer their friends to you and so on and so forth. So if you're getting to the end and you're thinking this is all way too overwhelming and it's just too much extra work to possibly fit into your process. (laughs) Imagine what it can do for your services and how it can make you an even better designer so that in turn it can help you grow your business by helping, you know, put a lot of extra thought into the work you're doing for your clients. Yeah, a referral from someone who says something like, this person helped me grow my email list by 30% is way more powerful than a referral that says, hey, go work with that person, she's nice, or my website is pretty. Like, yep. I know this does sound very client-centered, so I'm glad you brought that up, but the the goal is partly to help them, but the ultimate goal is to grow your own business in the process. You know, we're not just, you know, taking clients as like this one-off thing to get some quick cash. We want each project to help us as well. And when you are spending time to get your client's results, you're just going to see that happen more quickly. So thank you for mentioning that. (laughs) So as a quick recap here, Designing a website that gets results is difficult when your clients don't even know what their goals are. It's pretty impossible to do something right when your clients don't know what they want you to do, but you can dig up those goals by asking the right questions. So like Corey said, this might have sounded like a lot of work. Seriously, add some new questions to your intake form. You're good to go. Um, But help your clients focus on the big goals they have for the website and then break it down into smaller goals that are nice and easy for you to support in your designs. So your action steps for today are to add the questions we went over to your design questionnaire that you already send your clients. No new questionnaires, add like three or four new questions to one you already have and call it good. Then I want you to consider actually what your own goals are and go to your website and see if it is supporting them. And if it's not, use yourself as practice so you have a nice little warm up for the next client you get. Thank you so much for listening. For show notes, past episodes, and more information about the two of us, visit us online at getbacktodesign.co. If you enjoyed today's show, it would mean the world to Krista and I if you take two minutes to head on over to iTunes and leave a review. While you're there, don't forget to subscribe so you can be the first to know when new episodes are available. Now put what you learned into action so you can streamline and grow your business, ditch the code, and get back to design. Get back to design.